1: The number one Cardiff City podcast brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. A defeat for Cardiff City and a familiar face coming in this weekend in the, in the shape of oligon Gunnar Solskjaer. I'm not delighted to be joined in this pre-Christmas episode by... Uh, Nathan Blake and just coming into the room we thought you might be late but here he is Paul Amandonato
0: Hello hello
2: welcome Paul Hello, hello. hello Paul Thank you Paul. Blakey Thank you Tom
1: uh, Obviously going to be talking like, about Solskjaer's return to Cardiff with Manchester United uh, the Watford game and also um, Blakey's Premier League predictions which went quite well for him last weekend I'm Let's back. start very briefly then lads with Watford and what went wrong there before we get into uh, the week's big news of course Nathan, we've just been talking off air. There, you were particularly disappointed with Cardiff uh, at Vicarage Road.
0: Yeah, I was. I was. It's not so much. um, I said. I said on. uh, I was on a radio program afterwards, uh, and and someone said, "Oh, they didn't run." But it's not. It's you have to understand the game in more depth than that. It's a case of you know when you're coming up a team up against a team that. Does what Watford do? They rotate so well. They basically play a 4 2 2 2. And those six players in front, one of them sits and the other five all rotate, basically. And I've said since last season, said many times on this programme, many times in the article, Cardiff can't play against rotation. Teams that rotate well, Cardiff struggle. And. this team rotated incredibly well and Cardiff struggled incredibly for me and so it wasn't a case of a lack of running or a lack of work ethic. It becomes a psychological problem where you think to yourself, I don't want to step on and leave a space behind me because you know uh, that's going to exploit my defence or they're going to be able to exploit my defence. Now the problem lay for me was, after because they'd done alright for ten minutes. You have to say that they, they actually had Watford locked in it for a couple of minutes in the first ten minutes, but then what happened was uh, how I seen it was uh, Victor Camarasa was playing alongside Gunderson and Arta and there was a few opportunities to get him the ball in like the first ten minutes on a counter attack, and they didn't, they didn't take them. But what Victor done was for me then he lost his discipline and he played just too far ahead of Gunnison and Arter which was allowing so much down that left channel and inside left channel in behind uh, Victor they just kept breaking down that channel and what they also kept doing was getting one sometimes two men alongside Gunnison and in the space so when the ball was being fed through our midfield Gunnarsson doesn't know how to go left or right and if he goes to one or other you play a one touch pass and you're away And often you had, I'm just saying to you, you had four, sometimes six players, either two or three players running at our defence, one with the ball and two players up front making movements. Or sometimes you'd have three players up front and sometimes two or three players running at Cardiff's back four with the ball. And then when you've seen, for me, when I've seen uh, Gunnison remonstrating with the bench, I've been there. I remember being there at Wolves and, and someone giving us a bit of a run around. And in the end, what we'd done, we, we ended up just taking up on ourselves to make the changes on the pitch ourselves. Dave Jones had a bit of a pop at us after the game, at uh, halftime, but, you know, I think we still lost the game 1-0, but what we'd done, we were able to contain the opposition because we hadn't done enough work on countering what they do. And I think, at the moment... If anyone watched that game Saturday, they will know and I've said it for years rotation kills Cardiff and if you rotate well, you definitely kill Cardiff right and they rotate it very very well and it's all about hours on the training ground it's it's mundane, it's boring you get cold, you warm up, you stiffen up afterwards but it's when you're dealing with rotation out how, how to counter it. It's done with movement, yes, but voice and you know, letting your partner know who's coming in, you know what shoulder, whether to move forward, drop off, blah blah blah.
1: It seems to be the way Cardiff set up, particularly away from home, and their mentality in these games seems to be that of a defensive team and trying to keep it tight, keep it nil nil for long periods. But mm. against a team like Watford, who played well, and other teams that we've seen in away games this season they they just invited on by that they're encouraged by a team that that seems to retreat against them
0: i've not seen i've not seen a team rip us up like that this season
1: oh, that's that's they've been beating 5-0 by man city yeah remember,
0: yeah but. yeah i i i thought like there were times where i thought they had 14 players like <laughs> they they looked they looked and i was thinking myself hold on this is a good team i watched them at everton last week and they're a good team but they just overloaded you know our midfielder overloaded then fullbacks would be overloaded there was times where they had sucked like um, the left back in or the right back in and whichever winger would be tucked in and followed someone and you'd have like two players running down the right hand side and the ball being switched it was just it was just incredible I just thought you know it wasn't that's a tactical issue that needs to be resolved like I said, on the training ground. It's hours, it's boring, but you ain't going to resolve it. Rob Phillips asked me, oh, can they change anything at halftime? You can't change anything halftime in a game like that. Well, well he, he took, took
1: Josh Murphy off, didn't he? But well, it doesn't matter. That was a strange it just, decision it just, it, just, it just carried on, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't
0: make It didn't make a difference at all because, like I said, that is hours and hours of training on the training pitch, talking, moving people, right positions, is that... Dealing with rotation, you know, making sure the space is... Uh, when you're dealing with rotation, you don't follow the man. Because you know, if this man leaves, what he wants me to do is follow him in order to open up the space for his mate who's coming in behind me. Really, the, what he's doing is just a decoy run often. yeah.
1: That's why teams have these zonal marking, marking systems right. and so stuff like that. so you zonally
0: mark, you mark your area, whoever comes into your space, you let the man in front of you know, and then you learn then when to the press... Because what it didn't enable Cardiff to do, they couldn't press or anything. They were just totally on the back foot from 10-12 minutes till 80 minutes when Hoylet scored and then we got the quick second.
1: I think we could all probably agree that Paul, it, those two late goals didn't really put the gloss on it in any way for Cardiff and it wasn't really a deserved score line. How can, how can these away games change?
2: Well, I thought it would change at the weekend, but it obviously didn't, did it? Um, I, I thought Cardiff could do something against Vicarage Road. I really did. Yeah, I think we um, all suggested that... It, I, think Vicarage... the trouble is that Cardiff, I don't know if the trouble is. or if the, the Cardiff's mindset is get into half-time at 0-0, Blakey. Mm. Then it becomes a 45-minute game. Mm. Keep it at 0-0 for 60 minutes. Then it becomes a 30-minute game. And then it can go either way. But the trouble is, it isn't working because they're not getting... They're not getting beyond. Uh, they may occasionally get. They got half time against West Ham, didn't they? no no, But they're Should not. Get, up, they're then. not getting much beyond that. Mm. And I know, I know, they came out with a couple of goals. I know they've come back from um, losing positions at home this season. But you just feel away from home that at the moment Cardiff go a goal down, it's game over. Mm. Well, I I, I would that say that sounds it, a bit harsh. I, 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 it? I the, going to Wembley. Know, I
0: didn't see Tottenham do that to us. No, but you, you, you know, they, yourself you know in the second game. Yeah, out, they were, they? but you know, they they've got a higher standard, higher quality of player. So I'm looking at Watford and I'm thinking, okay, you know, this will be a tricky game, a tough game, but it's a it's a game you can definitely walk away with a point because they're mm. pretty vulnerable as well. They are drawn at Everton when they should have won. They hadn't won in six games, I think. I think they had picked up two two draws in their last six games. So it was a good time to be playing Watford, but they just, you know, from the moment, De La Feo, you know, and that had been threatened a few times. I, I, I said, Gunnison and then he had Ada to his left, and Kamarasa to his right. Kamarasa would step forward too early, too soon. And they were just exploiting that space in behind him all the time, and, Then pulling full backs in tight and making our wingers go all the way back and then, you know, they were basically leaving the two centre halves up against passing and everybody else was either in midfield or forward.
2: Can I can I raise the first goal as well though, Blakey? Because you know, um, you know, it's seen as some sort of wonder goal or you know, did he get past the centre backs too easily, right? But. If you actually rewind, and you played centre-forward yourself, that goal comes from the ball is played up and Patterson is in front of the centre-half and should have got hold of the ball. And he let the centre-half come in front of him from a distance behind, win the ball, they've gone forward and they've scored. That's that's too easy. That that could have been stopped at Mm, source-breaking.
0: I don't know about that, Paul. I mean, maybe I'm in strikers' union, but yes, you could say you could be... Mildly critical of Patterson not holding up the ball But once you lose it You know, it's what One pass into De La Feo De La Feo turns, runs through midfield Runs through uh, The defence, in fairness I don't think Even the defenders could have tackled him Because I think they would have given away a foul So I, I I Understand what you're saying but a lot's happened Subsequently after that For that ball to be ended, Ending up in your net and only, I think, two players touching
2: it. Yeah, it has done, it has done. I just looked at that and I thought, Patson's done well at centre-forward. I just thought he could have done a little bit better at that point and taken the pressure off the defence, if you like, because mm. when you're under that relentless pressure, you need that sort of outlet, don't you? But I'm, I'm being hypercritical here. I think, know, yeah, but you I'm are being hypercritical. That, you, know, but I'm, you know, there comes a point where they have to stop conceding because... Um, statement of the obvious because uh, but I repeat if they go a goal behind I I, I don't if I like I, I said I, mean, I feel it's game over whenever then, that goal comes Blakey then, and that's not a nice feeling to have
0: yeah I, my concern do you see what I'm on about though? I do yeah but my concern my main concern well it wasn't my main concern the concern for me was when I seen Gunnison, Saul Morrison all at different times not arguing with each other but trying to sort out what was going on and Gunnarsson in the first half I seen Gunnar turn to Warnock and Blackwell and kind of like shouting like like we need to sort this out they're everywhere do you know what I mean it was like they were surrounded in a fight so there was no answers that was the that was the scary thing for me there didn't seem to be any answers on how to counter it but I say I repeat you're not going to counter it in 15 minute team talk in the dressing room Mm. Those are the things that are done on the training ground and they take, take weeks to master. Just
1: just finally wrapping up on, on this, on Watford and on their away form, I want to ask the question of whether Cardiff's real lack, we've praised Callum Patterson a lot on the podcast, but w- whether it's going back to your point you made a few weeks ago Blakey, Cardiff's real lack of a natural centre forward who could hold the ball up, who could hold off defenders, who could get them up the pitch whether that's really starting to hurt them away well, from well, home. I suppose that's exactly my point about the first <laughs> that's goal. That's what you just said, That's yeah, exactly yeah. my point
2: about the first goal. But, mm. uh,
1: but that's it, isn't it? Because, because a proper centre-forward who could drive them forward, who could bully people around, get them 20 yards at the pitch, that stops you being hemmed back the way that the Cardiff were well, And
0: also there was a couple of occasions, if you remember, Dom, where the ball had been played into the, into the space for Callum, and Callum knew like there's a right-back already in there. And, so I'm not and, the, to... and one of the centre backs is five yards behind me. So in a race, I'm not going to beat him. And he, he kind of like was like, what are you doing? sort of thing.
1: It was like him on his own in 30 yard space with four yeah, people but, around because him. Because
0: what, what they had done is because they're keeping the ball so well and because their movement was so good, Watford, our midfield had the drop-off automatically, which they did. But then what happened is our back four dropped off. So the space what a brave what the back forward should have done if they were brave, all right And really, really up. step up to condense that space to kill that space for them. But again, once you step up, you're then fearing the ball in behind you. So I, I get why the back forward step back, the midfield step back and like I said, I can't point the finger at anybody. I just look at it as a tactical problem which needs to be addressed because it's been going on so long. They have to be able to cope with teams that rotate. Any look, any scout from any other club, Crystal Palace, Leicester, watching that on Saturday, would just go ho- go home and say, right, in their match report, this is what happened. All you have to do is rotate against Cardiff. If you've got, if you've played rotation, and you're Crystal Palace or Leicester or Man United, then. You, you know, you're you already giving yourself... There's a blueprint there for that, Yeah, for you're already giving yourself... Because we've fight. had it last... Well, I go all the way back to Sheffield Wednesday when they drew one all and got out of jail in the promotion campaign. You know, they drew in, and, and, you know, at that point...
1: And there's better teams now... Well, at that it? point,
0: you should have... You, we should have looked at that and said, right, let's be able to counter that. Not go man for man every time. We're going to counter that by something... By, you know staying in our spaces, not being dragged out of position and, you know, being able to deal with the problem at hand.
1: Well, it can only improve. Let's um, have a very quick break and then we'll talk about the big big breaking news of the week. Subscribe
2: to The Bootroom on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk
1: So the big breaking news that came first on Tuesday and then on Wednesday is that Manchester United have sacked their manager Jose Mourinho and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a very familiar face to Cardiff fans, is in the hot seat at Old Trafford. Nathan's giving me a knowing look because <laughs> we all know what happened when Solskjaer um, took over Cardiff back in um, 2014. This is a news story that has really split Cardiff and Manchester United fans, obviously United fans are hailing the return of a, a club legend. Cardiff fans are saying this guy was a disaster as manager. How do we see it, uh, chaps? Well, it's okay
0: if you're going into Man United. You've got a lot to work with, even though I think defensively, I think Cardiff can really get at Man United. I think if, I think what uh, the likes of Woodward and that are thinking is, you know, we'll go back to uh, our the 90s and just play all-out attacking football. Well, you know, in the Premier League at the moment, if you can't defend and you can't set the team up structurally to defend well, then you're gonna have problems against Huddersfield, against Cardiff, against Fulham, whoever it is, because, you know, just thinking it's just an attacking problem, we just need to run forward more. You know, I don't look at it like that. So for me, this this I mean, there's a bit of a it was a bit of a you know a kick in the teeth when you you know, Mourinho leaving because you knew there's so many unhappy people at the, at the club you knew it was such an unhappy place and you thought you know coming to Cardiff you know rock Us atmosphere is the type of game like we could go and nick 1-0 or 1-1 or something like that and really put the pressure on Mourinho even more because when players stop playing for you those are the kind of results that happen so I was a bit bit gutted when I seen him get the sack just before coming yeah, to Cardiff, Cardiff but then you know I'm looking and I'm thinking you know maybe it's a bit too much nostalgia playing out here um, because you have to say when Ollie came to Cardiff uh, yeah, we went from one extreme to the other we went from you know structurally a very sound strong outfit under Mackay to then just all out attack under Solskjaer so maybe he's learned his lesson got you know, no disrespect for Cardiff at that time, but he's got a higher caliber of player. He's dealing with at Man United, so I don't know. It's 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 not a foregone conclusion for me. Definitely not. I'm not worried about the uplift as I would be if Zinzen Zidane had gone in there, or you know, someone of that sort of magnitude. I'm not. I'm not thinking. oh no. I was gutted, like I said, that they got rid of the manager, but then I'm not. Overall, by the fact that it's Solskjaer and then thought, OK, that gives us still gives us a bit of a chance.
1: Is it just a case of Mourinho gone and and things get better at United for you, Paul? Or I'm worried about the uplift. Not,
2: not the new manager bounce because Solskjaer was an absolutely disastrous kind of manager and that's the only evidence I can go on. But I'm worried about the uplift because suddenly he'll pick their best players. And we'll see Pogba and Martial and you know the big hitters at Man United. I don't know if we see Pogba, Well, they were periphery players under Ferguson, at, at Ferguson under Mourinho um, at best. And yeah. I just think that they, you know, I, I fear that was, I, right. I fear I we'll see these big hitters and they'll strut their stuff. That's my concern, Blakey. Mm. Like you, I was quite optimistic about a really good result this weekend. Mm-hmm. Less so now. But you're right about how it's completely divided the Cardiff and Man United fan base. You know, the Cardiff fans are pouring derision on the biggest club in the world appointing a Cardiff City flop. I mean, his reign here was littered with chaos, confusion, and to be perfectly honest, crass decision-making, Dom. You know, is his... his, his he went gung-ho, it was all out attack with Cardiff, remember the game against Liverpool, 3-6 against Liverpool, it was like, uh, we'll score, you score, we'll see who comes out top, there was no chance Cardiff could win a game like that, when Liverpool had Luis Suarez and Daniel Sturridge on (laughs) fire, and Raheem Sterling and Steven Gerrard, you know, um, uh, the other thing that reminds you know he, he tinkered with his team so much, Blakey. Right, I remember that they finally kept a clean sheet against Aston Villa, nil nil. Mm. I've written it down. The back four that day, Marshall was in goal. The back four was Theophile, Catherine, Colker, Turner, Declan John. Yeah, nil nil against Aston Villa. Yeah, midweek game. Yeah, following Saturday they played Hull. He changed the back four. He played three three new players in the back four. He had Fabio Colker, who was the one person to keep his place. One color and Andrew Taylor they got smashed 4-0 at home to hull surely if you've kept a clean sheet you stick with the same defense which is meant to be Man, the very basic Well, that's it's like obvious, he says has yeah. he
1: has he learned his lessons and and i'm going to i'm going to not defend this decision for manchester united but i'm going to see the logic behind it which is they see this as a fresh face Some, someone almost just to put smiles back on faces at, the, at a club which has had little to cheer about this season And so for that reason, I think it's very dangerous for Cardiff because, like Paul says, the big hitters will play, Pogba will play. Well, we don't know that. That's my fear. No, he will. Paul, Paul, he he will. Because one of the reasons... You're a Solskjaer's interesting. One one of the reasons Mourinho's got is because he's failed to satisfy people like Pogba, who are probably worth more than Mourinho to the club.
0: Yeah, but there's a problem with the fans and Pogba. So don't be surprised if the hierarchy could well be thinking of getting rid of Pogba also, don't be surprised if the hierarchy have said, someone like Sir Alex is detailing to Solskjaer, right, this is what you do, this is the team you pick da 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 da, so you know know, Pogba's not endeared himself to the fans and it's like I don't even think it's 50-50, I would probably say it's 70-30, he's going to have to go some and goes on for quite some time. He is, he is, he is. He's one
2: of the best players in the world. What, is is the is. what do you think about the reception here? Because if Mourinho had come here, he would have had it in the be- big time this weekend. You mm. know, you get sacked in the morning if Cardiff went and got up, all that sort of stuff, yeah? I think Solskjaer will be afforded a warm welcome by Cardiff fans, but well, I've got Cardiff fans on to me saying we are I think not, we are start. not, we are not clapping no. never that hard. but I mean, no. as an ex Cardiff manager, will he get a warmish reception. No,
0: I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't Certainly have. If gonna. I had done what he had done, I wouldn't expect to come in and get a warm reception, no. especially okay. with Man United. That's yeah. the last team okay. I'm going to expect a warm reception. Well, I think with... a
2: lot of fans will tap into that psyche because yeah. you know I'm being told yeah. that. Not clapping. Yeah. Him, you know, yeah. him, don't uh, you clap him, Cardiff fans. <laughs> you don't need any support of the opposition.
0: That's the
1: message. The, yeah. Get on to him. The pressure.
0: Pressure to pressure every single one of them. Every part you will know, make this place the most uncomfortable place to be this weekend.
2: I think but to be fair, the Solskjaer, listen, and I'm as critical of him as anybody in, in that Well, Almost as critical. But he did, he did bring Sean Morrison and Bruno Manga and these sorts of players to the club who've been key figures in the rise again under Neil Warnock
1: um, that was probably more, largely more due to Neil Warnock though you would, you'd say wouldn't you Warnock getting the best out of them because Manga before Warnock arrived there was doubt over, over well, certainly his role there. Was doubt over him. but you yeah. know
2: they're clearly very capable centre-backs both
1: of them you know they were very important in the promotion rise um, but what does it mean for Cardiff in, 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 this weekend the Solskjaer appointment does it lessen their chances as, if, as opposed to if Mourinho had been there like Blakey says, do they still have a chance? Because Solskjaer's maybe pot- potentially tactically naive. How, how do we see it? Yeah,
0: that's 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 what I'm hoping. The latter that he yeah. he's, he's tactically naive and tactically coming in thinking like oh, this is an opportunity where I can show those Cardiff fans uh, we just all out like, attack like we used to at Man United. Well, Young got the defence he used to have at Man United. Nowhere near the defence he used to have at Man United. If it's 50% of what it was, I'd still argue that point. If someone said, oh, they're 50%, no, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as what they have been in the past. And I think that is going to pose them a problem. And it's okay, you know, you might get away with it against us, but mm, going on from there, but then I suppose we're getting into Man United talk instead of Cardiff. Yeah,
1: well, let's let's keep it Cardiff. Mm. Well,
2: what, what we can say is that um, what it really... Demonstrates, underlines, rams home is the job Neil Warnock has done. Because from the chaos of Solskjaer, we had to go to the turgidness under the Slade. Then there was Trollop and you know, as Blakey's feeling as this club was going down, Warnock has just turned that all around within two years. And Cardiff aren't even in the bottom. um the even in the bottom through the Premier League, and. and I don't think they're that many they're that far off points wise, Man United either, Don. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, so, you know so uh, Cardiff right? 26, no, the it is going to twenty six or the point making is Cardiff, Cardiff No, the point I'm making is that Cardiff are going well, Man United aren't guaranteed a finish in the top six, right? But the point I'm making is that Cardiff are going into this fixture pre Christmas slightly overachieving because they're not in the bottom three mm. whereas Man United are going into this fixture definitely underachieving mm. 19 points off Liverpool at the top and so on so closer to the bottom than the had at the top I'm not saying there's momentum with Cardiff and there's not with Man United but it's not a bad fixture to have it's a shame Marino has gone from Cardiff's perspective
0: but it's still a great fixture in the sense that you know that the boys are going to be totally up for it yeah I mean and, and Man United don't rotate they don't play rotation system They, you know and trying to get that into them this week again like I just said for Cardiff dealing with rotation it takes it takes a few weeks to get that sorted and get it a good understanding you've seen teams come and rotate against us for 20 minutes but you can tell they've just done it for a couple of days in training before and it don't last longer than 30 minutes maybe 45 minutes till it crashes so dealing with it or playing it that's why I say it takes weeks if not months of practice 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 so that is second nature
1: but if you say as you say Nathan you expect United to come and attack 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 how did Cardiff cope against that because I think most teams that have come to the Cardiff City Stadium this season have recognised it's a bit of a fortress for Cardiff and it haven't purely gone for it they've, they've tried to show a bit and now especially the top teams um, Arsenal, for example, picked their moments and, and went for it. Mm. City probably is a different case to everyone else. But how will Cardiff cope with that?
0: Or well, cope with the fact with, that with, Man United with,
1: if if, say, if United, I don't think United can home.
0: afford to go gun home. No, I, you know that is. I'm kind of relying or hoping that they do because mm. I think that will play into our hands more than or as much as it would be favourable to them I think well, it would well, play The evidence around. of
2: Solskjaer's football is they will go gung ho. On the uh, evidence of what yeah, we've seen, I, I agree.
0: Okay. I agree with you, Paul. But like I said, I think that appointment of Solskjaer. When you think about it, you think, huh? What? What's, what's that all about? Moulder to Man United? Really? Uh, isn't the usual, you know, rhetoric comes out? Oh, not got the experience, or no? You know, that's a that's a Championship club can manage Man United. Moulder. Does the fact you played for Man United qualify you more than someone who would be managing Middlesbrough right now?
1: Well, in this case, you understand what I mean. Yeah. This because
0: you played for them, it doesn't give you more qualification to choose and set up a team. You'd be better going for Carranca at Forest. And Neil Warnock's
1: probably more qualified. Oh, of course, than he is. Solskjaer. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's a an opinion from a Cardiff City fan, Paul. If you're wondering um, what they're thinking about this weekend's game, Carl Mayen on Facebook says this has got to be a nailed-on three points for Cardiff. That's wow. what he says. Uh, Johnny Davis says, perhaps slightly tongue-in-cheek, how many formations will Man United try in one match under Solskjaer? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how many useless Mulder players will he sign in (laughs) January? Maybe more seriously, um, a question for you, Nathan. Kevin Gould says, I've been concerned... Hi, Kev Rev. His his words, I've been concerned all season that Sean Morrison is perhaps not up to this level. Mistakes have cost us. Mm. Do you agree?
0: I'm not going to... Slate I think that's harsh. And, yeah, I'm uh, not gonna slate any of the boys because I think they've done tremendously well to be where they are at this point. And the the game isn't about you know digging on an individual. I've made my points before and saying Neil Warnock has said you know exclusively he needs a right back. If a right back comes in, then you have a choice of three centre backs between Bamba, Manga, and Morrison, and you know. I've repeatedly said my first choice would be Manga and Bamba so you know
1: why don't don't Cardiff fans seem to believe in Morrison as much as Bamba and Manga because he's had some real good moments I think think, yeah he has
0: but I think you've got to look upon you know you know success is short short term do you know what I mean you know the last season is behind us now I think if you look this season and I, I think one of the faults Sean has is he and it worked last year because he would always be the deeper and Bamba would be the one going to attack well in playing deeper in this level it allows the opposition to exploit your offside you, you can't play offside really truly because
1: we said that really, we were talking about Walford really yeah
0: and I think why Sean or I know why Sean sits a bit deeper than the others in the back line is because he's fear he's fearing being done for pace so you know it, 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 it's, it's difficult to, to see him stepping up and maybe stepping him forward forward and being the man who, who carries the ball in the midfield often because he's always the one who's just sat that little bit deeper and like I said it's because he's he, it's the fear of someone running him and I understand that. But if you step back, your whole back three of the other back three have got to step back with you. you Certainly
1: against the pace of Rashford and Martial. Otherwise,
0: otherwise you 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 cannon fodder for being done when you're thinking you're trying to play offside. You know, left back thinking he's in the right position when you look across the line. Your centre backs next to you, your second centre backs five yards behind, and your right backs up in line. So you know that's something that again they're going to have to work out again. So on the training grounds, watching videos of yourselves uh, and your performances and then ironing out those mistakes. I just think everything has got to be dedicated to trying to improve from last week to this week. And I mean, whether they've won, lost or drawn, you know, watch the video, blah, blah, blah. What can we improve on? Right. Who have we got coming up next week? Right. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? This is how we're going to try and expose them? This is what they'll do to try and expose us. So we make sure we work on that and try and counter it.
1: Well, on a similar theme, maybe not for for this weekend, but for the away games coming up over Christmas, Mm. Crystal Palace and Leicester uh, for Cardiff in between Christmas and New Year. Johnny Davis says... um, Johnny? uh, Sorry, no, not Johnny Davis. We've had him. James Roberts. He says, possible change in formation away from home. Five at the back, possibly. There's two games in between Christmas and New Year. Would would you be looking at something like that to maybe solidify away from home? Get at least another point on the board?
0: Uh, I wouldn't go five at the back. No, I'd go four at the back, and I would go away from home. I would, I would sit, I would sit not all three in a line, but I would sit three midfielders, and I would say Victor would have to be more disciplined to play away from home than he than he was against Watford. I think um, we we'll go
1: back to that issue of him playing out wide. That, maybe that's why because Walnut didn't think he could be.
0: A- yeah, and why Rouse has played in the middle. Yeah, you know because it, it, it gives you that more of that dog that and maybe from home way from home, maybe you say that and maybe you say to someone like Arthur and Miles, if anyone breaks, it's one of you two. But really and truly, I'd like two sitting and just one of you breaking it. But someone has got to break at some point, you know. But you've got to have a pattern. Then you play. play two way you can get the ball wide and then the wide boys have got to do they got to do more Yeah. you know at the moment they you know, at Watford on Saturday um, Josh he's, he always looks dangerous but he's not he's not threatening enough for me and I think I think why if I was to jump inside Neil Warnock's head I would say probably why he changed him and you're saying he shouldn't have or he didn't think. so No I can actually understand why he did. I think it's the aggression in Josh or like the lack of, of aggression and away from home sometimes you know it's not it's a war of attrition it's not about it's not about you know
1: taking someone on and no no that's around. that's
0: why I love Mendes because he just he, he's always up for a fight with you you know
1: Paul, what's your your stance on Murphy surprised to see him taken off at halftime against Watford where does it, he doesn't he players. doesn't play a lot away from home actually what
2: happens with wide players whether it's Murphy Hoylitz Harris, Mendes Lang, they're the players who don't last the 90 minutes, aren't they? Um, the, I like the idea of five at the back, but the trouble is if you have five at the back, plus, plus the goalkeeper, plus the three midfielders, that only gives you two players who... Are going to get the remotest to sniff at goal, and I think that's inviting even more pressure on you.
1: Unless mm. do, you wing backs get forward like Blakey's been, mm. been. I do, I do it.
2: question whether Mendes Lang has the technical skills to be a hit at this level. But away from home, I do agree with Blakey. I think he's a massive outlet for Cardiff, mm. and I think that as the season goes on, he might end up being the kingpin in terms of the the wide player is picked first and foremost. I mean, irrespective of whether he's up for a fight or not, Blakey. He, I've always said he's, most, you know.
0: he's so disciplined in the wing position. Remember last season I was saying, after he'd gone off the boil, without scoring, he's still playing well, because positionally, yeah. he's so great for a defender, yeah. a right back or a left back, whoever he's in front of. He's so disciplined in his work, and his work rate is tremendous. That's why he blows a gasket on 70, 80 minutes, because yeah. he works so damn well. Yeah. You know? That's why
1: Warner brought him on for murphy Yeah, yeah.
0: For and I and I think he you know, that that is just blatantly obvious
2: to me. And but I think he might be more suited away from home than at home for the remainder of the season. Yeah,
1: I like
0: him at home as well. I think he's just what I like about Mendes is similar to what I like about Kadim. Those two I have to say, I, I mean I I think Josh has, has done okay. I think he had a better early on, earlier part of the season. But those two, what I like about Kadim and Mendes is they always attack the outside of the defender. And they don't care if you're they quicker got, than them. They haven't got the technical skills of the others, though. I, they? I, they, I, I don't think they give you enough, though. I, I really do. I think yeah. when Kadim has come on and when he played, I think he's done really well. I think Mendes has. And, you know, I think all of us would say Junior talent, you know, we've seen it again America, Saturday. They, they drop their
2: shoulders yeah, we, players. Yeah, don't we have
0: seen the talent junior again Saturday. Yeah. But other than that goal He didn't do he didn't do anything. It was nothing. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? And I you can't from gonna if you're gonna be defending so often, right, right when your wingers get the ball, listen, if they if they're tired, really knackered, then you can understand them just passing it and trying to get their second win. But if they're not uh, they've got the stretch. The game, that's, that's the pattern of Cardiff's counter-attack. Why? Because Patterson has not got the pace to stretch the game. He'll run in behind, but he's not going to do you for pace. Like I've said before, when Cardiff played without pace, remember before Warnock come and they played a lot without pace and Kadeem was the only pacey player they had and they were playing him right back? And I'm saying it doesn't <laughs> make no sense what Paul <laughs> Trollope was doing because if you put him right wing... If you kick 20 balls over the top and say to the right side, left side, centre half and the left back and Kadeem, right, race, chase it. Depending on their positions, Kadeem's going to win at least 50% of them, right? Because he's quicker than the other two, right? But whereas if you've not got pace, then you're only going to... So if you're like uh, Patterson, you're going to win 20%. You're going to win one or two, like he did against Southampton, he gets that winning goal just simply by chasing. He's not going to he's not going to outdo, he's not going to outrun people. Whereas I think those two, are, they do outrun people, and they they they're no nonsense. They just get it down, get at you, get on the outside of you, and then that allows the space to open up inside. That's why I like those two for me.
2: Here's one for Blakey now. Then go on. right? Just thinking about when he's raised trollop. Rank these Cardiff managers, Blakey, three to one, i.e. one's the best, yeah? Mm -hmm. Trollope, Mm -hmm. Solskjaer, Slade. This could cause a good debate amongst Cardiff fans. I can't go three to
0: one, I can just call (laughs) three three, three, third (laughs) places. That's a good answer. Uh, Third, third and third.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which means there's no two and no one. (laughs) Cardiff fans, any thoughts? Uh, Get in touch at Cardiff City live. Let's go straight into uh, Nathan's Premier League predictions for the next weekend before we take a look, not just at the Man United game, but I've worked out oh. four Cardiff City games between two two podcasts because we won't be with you on Boxing Day. So mm. there's going to be four Cardiff City games between um, this podcast and the next one, which we'll record um, in early January. So And they right, are what? Man United, Leicester, Leicester United, Palace. Leicester, Palace and Spurs. Spurs.
0: And I'd say we have to get at least three points
1: three points by the end of
0: this little run of games the end of Spurs how many points for you Paul gotta get at least three or four
2: well let's go through them afterwards shall we
1: okay let's go to uh, this weekend then the 22nd um, and 23rd Nathan Mm -hmm. you managed to get six points last week which included a correct score tough, exactly on um, Huddersfield nil Newcastle one. The man Good call there, but that's the only time you've ever predicted. I think a one 0 They're always three two or four two. This weekend, take us away.
0: Uh, okay, so first game is Wolves Liverpool. Um, I'm gonna go with a three one win for Liverpool at Wolves. Uh, Arsenal Burnley. I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, 2-1 two,
1: win for Arsenal
0: Late win for Arsenal Bournemouth, Brighton Okay To Derby No one near each other I know but uh, Seaside, Derby Let's go for um, I think Brighton are really difficult to beat And difficult away from home So I'm going to go with uh, a one-one there.
1: One-one, Bournemouth Brighton.
0: And then Chelsea Leicester. Um, I would go Chelsea current form.
1: Back on form, really, they Chelsea.
0: Go with a two-nil win for Chelsea at home.
1: How does feel, Southampton? Ooh
0: man, I'm gonna go with a nil nil draw for that game it's
1: got to be the first nil nil ever yeah
0: Uh, Man City Palace Uh, I'm going to go with a 4 nil prediction for that one Uh, Newcastle Fulham Newcastle at home playing well Rondon I think we should have gone for him would it would have been would been good for fast. Cardiff, wouldn't it, Ron Dom? Two and Fulham. I'm going to go one because I think they're in real trouble. I think ranieri has got probably we'll another four or five games before the heat stats come on them, too. <laughs> uh, West Ham Watford. Nature of the game, I'm afraid, Dom. West Ham Watford. This will be a really good game. Because right, I think these two teams are on it at the moment. So I'm going to go for the high scoring.
1: A Nathan Blake Classic 3-3 three, three, three. Three. yeah
0: uh, and then Everton Spurs uh, I'm going to say Spurs are going to nick that one just by the golden nil and then do I need to do Cardiff Man you United you need to do
1: Cardiff Man United because this, this is now the game of the weekend with a, a new manager in and lots of interest in the game it, what are you saying
0: okay are you ready for this and this is a bit of my heart and head talking, but I do believe in it a little. But on a scale of one to ten, I believe in it about four or five, so almost
1: half. Mo- mostly half then yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna go two goals to Cardiff, and a surprising one to Man United, because I think.
1: Start the Solskjaer era at United. How it ended at Cardiff. No, I, th- I, 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 you know,
0: sometimes like an old player comes back who was terrible for you comes back and scores a hat-trick sort of thing I think there's there's, there's lots of stuff going to be at play on Saturday with that game and I just think with all the euphoria around it expectation is going to be huge and I think they're vulnerable at the back <laughs> it's, it's quite simple I, I don't think they pass the ball as well I think their danger is their front three
1: The question is are all those problems under Mourinho going to evaporate under Solskjaer No
0: no, no,
1: no. I think you're right. I think no. I, I don't agree with
0: your score, but I think you're right. I think Rashford, really right. Lukaku, Martial—if he plays—I think they'll go all out attack like that. I think they'll go all out pace attack, all right front three, all right. But I don't think Matic is playing particularly well. I don't think Herrera is playing particularly well if either of those two play. And then Lindelof and people like that—I just I just don't look at them and think man, they can get that. Uh, I, I definitely think we can. I'm more optimistic listening to that than I was. Um, I, I just didn't chuck it in there as a, oh, I think we'll win 2-1. You know, no, it's... There's some logic behind it. I'm trying to think, what uh, wow, the players might be thinking going in. I just fear that Pogba,
2: Martial and co. will be liberated.
0: Do you know what I think? Not, Bob, not by Oli, with by but, The way it's, way it's going, right, and what's been said, right. you've got to remember that class of like 92 or 99. 92, yeah. They got older that club at the moment because Fergie is the main man, right? So they can all say what they like about anybody and they're well within their right to. But I'm looking at there and thinking to myself, the chances of Fergie and I have no influence on Oli is nigh on impossible. Alright? And if Ollie is thinking, Yeah, we'll just go back to how we used to play at Man United when I was here and so Alex is giving me kinda of like the wink to say, Yeah, go on, just get a card if we we're about I think you're overestimating your defence. I think you're thinking we're far better than what we are. That's what that's what I'm hoping plays out.
1: Paul's our score prediction from me then, if you're uh not quite as optimistic but similarly optimistic with Blakey
0: go on Paul 1-2
1: I love how considered Paul's predictions are he never jumps in does he he's always one th- measured one, one two. you go the other way 1-2 the United 2-1 yeah. win yeah yeah I think um, I think Cardiff will score because they always tend to score at home I, I think United will, will go for it so I think 3-2 um, United I'll see. Entertaining one from uh, a wintry Saturday at uh, Cardiff City Stadium. Come on, Bluebirds. Let's see what happens then. That's um, all from from us for 2018. And before we go, I've got a little...
0: Christmas present for me.
1: No, just a little... (laughs) Let's have a moment of 2018 from Paul and from Nathan, from a Cardiff City perspective. Wow. Let's promotion, obviously. Let's Mm -hmm. park that. A more specific... Moment of the seat of 2018 of the calendar year for Cardiff City. Who wants to chime in first? Brighton home. Brighton at home? Dig, mm-hmm. dog, fight,
0: spirit, character. Yeah, I thought that was a really and an important win at the important time.
1: Fantastic, yeah, so it certainly was are you going
2: Premier League or are you looking back further in the year? Well, it's easy to go Premier League, so... <sighs> wolves at home, possibly. That
1: was one, d- yeah. In the Premier League? Yeah, but... Yeah.
2: but to, I'm being dragged back to April. You know, went to um, Aston Villa, saw Cardiff lose to a Greek, won the goal, went to Derby that horrible rainy evening and saw um, I think it was the following week and saw Midra. Cameron Jerome destroy Sean Morrison score a hat-trick that night or something yeah. um, and and Fulham, Fulham have charged right up on Cardiff who were at Hull I think the following Saturday three or four days later and Sean Morrison had a blinder and won the game for Cardiff as a centre-back and I don't think I've cheered goals more like because that was the defining moment that was the game that enabled Cardiff to do a draw would be enough in the final game against Reading that was the defining moment that held in their hands imagine well.
0: if imagine if Zohor was playing this season and, uh, <laughs> mine, and
2: mine fantastic I was, moments. I was so pleased with Sean Morrison because like, <laughs> like Blakey I felt that Manga and Bamba are a better option at the back but that was a real captain's performance there that and that was the moment that drove Cardiff over the promotion line for me. So I'm going to I'm going to pick the win at Hull City on a... On a Bambas Volley at Brentford?
1: That's exactly it? what I was going to choose. Bambas Volley at Brentford. Sensational boy. moment. What a volley. And Cardiff have been absolutely battered for the first 20, 30 mm. minutes of that mm. game. I think Warlock himself said... Brentford played that round Madrid. was Wasn't that in
2: 2017? No, it was no. in
1: March, I think that was. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. when the snow had been around and we'd had a, a
0: postponement. Yeah, yeah. okay. Said so the bats shouldn't be scoring goals. But, but do you like know that. what? I've got a bigger highlight than all of that. Kenneth
2: the hoard but doing a five yard pass. Like, right, can I be serious now? Well why have we got to be flippant, right? <laughs> can I can I <clears throat> I've got a bigger highlight than all of that. <laughs> and that's the boot room show, which I think has gone from strength to strength. Oh. To yeah, Paul. Yeah. Thank, yeah, yeah. thank all our listeners, and this is Dom's job really. Thank all our listeners, which is a growing audience. Blakey speaks eminent sense every week.
1: Can um, I say a fantastically loyal audience too? The, the people that tune in, they they ask us questions every week, and they're getting. You know, bigger and bigger in terms of the numbers we're getting on those. So, I think we should thank them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for your support in 2018. They know we love them. Yeah, we have for plenty more in 2019, which could be a very crucial year for Cardiff City when you think about it.
0: Merry Christmas to one and all. Merry Christmas and happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bluebirds fans. Let's hope it's a real Happy New Year.